0: And welcome to Objective Health. I'm your host, Tiff. And joining me in the studio today, we have Erica and Elliot. And in the background, as usual, we have our trusty steed, Damian. Uh, Yay for the trusty steed. (laughs) Hello. So today, we're just going to talk about some news stories uh, that are recent a couple of which are just major whoppers. So uh, since we're now living in bizarro world, uh, some of these stories that are coming out these days are just absolutely bonkers. And it you have a hard time believing that they're actually taking themselves seriously <laughs> enough to put this stuff out. So um, I guess we can just go ahead and jump right into it. We have this first article was just really a surprise uh, written by Aaron Seary on injecting freedom. It came out on November the 18th and the FDA actually had the gall to ask a federal judge to grant it uh, 50 years until 20, no, 55 years until 2076 to disclose all of the data and the information they relied on to uh, have the Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine approved by the FDA. So 55 years uh, at the rate of what, roughly 500 pages of documentation a month. Yeah. So it'll take them until 2076 To release all of this information. And let's see, in 50 years, I'll probably be dead.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Elliot might be
0: alive still. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Elliot might be alive so he can do a show. (laughs) And they finally release all this information. But really, I mean, the testicular fortitude. (laughs) <laughs> the gall that they would actually ask someone to do this we're in the middle of a deadly pandemic mind you and they want 55 years to release the information that they use to make their decision to ap- approve the COVID 19 vaccine
2: yeah it really just stinks of uh something that they're clearly trying to hide you know like you've got a fe- federal health agency which is supposedly valuing transparency and has the utmost faith and would like to convince everyone else to have faith in the safety of a, uh, an experimental technology based vaccine. Right. So um, there's 38, what was it? 32 or 38,000 or in the 30,000s, 329,000 pages. <laughs> oh Jesus. Right. Yeah. It's worse <laughs> than I thought. So three, so 300,000 pages of, Safety data, or trials, or scientific rationale to um, to supposedly justify, uh, you know, using this on hundreds of millions of people, and they're not going to be willing to they they're not going to make that public. You know, what does that say? Does that does that foster the trust? Does that foster people's trust in this agency, or does that say that actually they've got a lot to hide and they don't want people to know about it? So what they're doing is they're asking that they don't have to show it because by the time it comes out, by the time anyone can really like pass through that many thousands of pages, everyone who made these decisions are likely going to be dead. Uh So what they did with the JFK files, right? Many of the, uh, the JFK files, the evidence was claimed as national security and it wasn't released. It was only via like numerous freedom of information acts and lawsuits and things by which it was actually made available. And that was, you know, 30 odd years later. So again, we're looking at something similar. And I mean, it just says to me that they are lying through their teeth and they cannot be trusted. Because if they could, they would be openly transparent.
0: And uh, in contrast, the FDA only took 108 days to review Pfizer's documents when they first submitted them saying that the vaccine was safe and effective, but now they want to take 20,000 days (laughs) to share it with the public. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, um, we've talked about how the FDA is just completely bought and paid for. Uh, the revolving door between private industry and government agencies like the FDA. So again, no surprise, but the fact that they would just come right out and just do that is like, they. uh,
1: I don't know what the Federal Death Association. I mean, I think we've Mm -hmm. called it that on the show for years Mm -hmm. prior to all of this. I mean, their track record is, as you said, Tiffany, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) and And the, this all this new terminology of fast track and emergency use, and like they've really co-opted the world and how they can use language and subversion to essentially kill people. I mean, that's essentially what they're doing.
2: yeah, and it it demonstrates, uh, I think, or it highlights the the such corruption that exists in this health agency. Um, and they're they're clearly looking out for their friends in big pharma. I mean, it's well established that the FDA, uh, a lot of its funding is 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 actually um, it's coming from, from pharmaceutical companies, right? So it's, it's basically yeah, over fifty
1: percent. I'm pretty sure,
2: uh, from, from big pharma, yeah. So that's including Pfizer, right? And Pfizer mm-hmm. are the primary vaccine distributor. Uh, So it doesn't take much to put two and two together. And if Pfizer are coming up with an extremely dangerous vaccine, which we know that they have, then uh, then, of course, the people in the FDA who are in their back pocket are going to do everything they can to hide that from the population. It's just criminal.
0: Yeah. Anyone who uh, takes guidance from the FDA does so at their own peril. So this uh, <laughs> this next article, uh, I don't know which one is worse, the FDA or this one. But at any rate, uh, Kit Knightley of Off Guardian wrote an article. Uh, apparently, there's a doctor in BC in Canada who was the first to diagnose one of his patients with climate change which is <laughs> diagnosed a patient with cl- yeah it suffering so bizarre climate. yes she suffered <laughs> this person i don't know if it's oh uh, yeah it's a female over 70 years old she had asthma diabetes and she had heart failure um so he diagnosed her as suffering from climate change this guy his name is doctor Merritt. Kyle Merritt of Nelson BC, diagnosis lady is suffering from climate change because uh, he said in an interview, if we're not looking at the underlying cause and we're just treating symptoms, we're, gen- we're gonna just keep falling further and further behind. It's me just trying to process what I'm seeing. But as the author pointed out, he's not just trying to process what he's seeing, he's actually trying to drum up publicity because he had to go out and tell somebody that he made this diagnosis because their medical records are supposed to be private, right? Mm -hmm. So he made this diagnosis and he went out and blabbed about it.
2: Yeah, and it comes off the back of the recent COP26 uh, conference, which had all of the world leaders getting together as to how they could fight climate tra- change, etc. cetera. Um, they explicitly said, eh, as part of the conference, that climate-linked health risks will start to rise. Right, And so, I mean, it's very coincidental, the kind of timing that we're seeing here, mm-hmm. because as part of the... So called the climate related conditions, which are going to increase, are going to be cancer, pneumonia, heart, heat stroke, diabetes, heart disease, and all lung conditions. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now it's interesting because around a similar time as this, we've been having um, articles which have been popping up in mainstream media which are indicating that some of the increased incidence of heart related conditions might also be related to climate change and how the the reasoning behind this is, is because what we're seeing this past year are numerous uh, incidents of heart related conditions, including myocarditis, including heart attacks, including death um, by heart attack cardiac arrest um, in, in a population of people who ordinarily do not have heart conditions. We've seen this in children, right? And what they're trying to say is that this might actually be helped. This might be explained by climate change. And this might be why we're starting to see it all of a sudden. And this is something that we can start to expect to see more of. So
0: they're planting the seed. Indeed. Well, there was a couple months ago, uh, I think it was a Project Veritas undercover sting operation where they talked to some CNN employee who said that uh, eventually CNN is going to pivot from their coverage of COVID to focus more on climate change. So now Mm -hmm. we're starting to see this pivot just generally towards climate change, but it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, you can link if that's going to be your diagnosis, you can link anything, any illness to climate change. Mm -hmm. And they think that we're stupid enough to believe it. But he said, the doctor said that he wanted to uh, really talk about the true cause of this woman's illness. And I'm thinking to myself, like, if you want to talk about the true cause of any kind of illness, why don't you diagnose, uh, you know, psychopaths rule the world, itis, or dark forces that feed on negative energy of humanity, itis. I mean, if you really want to get down to what is truly ailing humanity, or people giving up uh, their responsibility for safety and comfort, itis, you know, being preoccupied with bread and circuses itis if you want to talk about you know true causes of things but this is so ridiculous and I think that I don't know they're kind of gonna have a hard time like getting the public I think to buy this I mean COVID was uh, a real you know blue ribbon kind of thing but people don't really take that climate change thing as seriously as they like them to take it
2: yeah I uh... I think that they're, they're really grasping grasping at straws here. You know, it seems as though, because there's, there've also been numerous other news reports in mainstream outlets, which have come out and it's only been within kind of the past month or two. Specifically as ways to explain conditions, health conditions, which are abnormal, which are, which are found in people, which are not ordinarily, like have not been historically found in. Like I give an example, Um, uh, a month ago, I believe it was last month, uh, there was an article, I believe it was on the New York Times, which was talking about how females suffer from a very unknown or like um, uncommon heart condition and that this is oftentimes undiagnosed and doctors are only starting to take notice of it now. Mm -hmm. So as though there's always been this propensity for women to suffer from heart attacks, but it's just not been identified until now. And so, with growing awareness, doctors can learn to identify it and 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 you know treat these women as though it's a new thing. Like no, sorry, as though it's not a new thing, as though mm-hmm. it's been the case forever. But only it's our awareness which is increasing of it. It's kind of like what they're trying to explain: an increase in heart attacks as a lack of awareness or of, of, of no previous knowledge of, of this being the case. Same thing with the cannabis. What have we been seeing with uh, with uh, mainstream news media al- outlets outlets um, about cannabis use disorder?
1: Yeah, there's an article. It was carried in graveassociates.com and it says cannabis use disorder and heart attacks. How pot is killing you. And um, it's a very short article. It's actually got you know two big pictures of cannabis use. And uh, basically the tagline is, according to a new study presented at the American Heart Association convention, a rising number of patients under 50 with cannabis use disorders are being hospitalized for a heart attack. And then it goes on to say, according to Health Day, this pattern was strongest among three groups: those aged 18 to 34, men, and African Americans. And um, it just it says, according to the study, 4.1 percent of individuals admitted to the hospital for a heart attack also had cannabis use disorder. So that's four percent. Just so you guys heard that correctly. <laughs>
0: But they also don't go and define the actual mechanisms of how cannabis is actually doing this or what even defines what cannabis use disorder is. Like, are we mm. talking about smoking all day every day or smoking once a month? <laughs> what does it mean? Nothing, just like the climate change diagnosis. Right. And they said
1: in in conclusion, if we have more heart attack patients coming in because of cannabis use disorder, If there is a temporal relationship, it is definitely going to put a huge stress on healthcare service resources in general, said lead researcher Darshi Desai of the University of California at Riverside. Mind you, that is a state, California, where cannabis is legal. So uh, the state is making a huge amount of money revenue. And um, yeah. They're
2: concerned about this now.
1: So another the thing kind is, of
2: <laughs> is this new? Is this just started happening this year? Yeah, like, sure. Are, are, are,
0: <laughs> people just started smoking pot this year.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is the thing, right? Again, there's there's there, they're 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 coming up with random reasons to explain a phenomena which is occurring. Like people know there mm-hmm. are males, primarily males, even young young women as well. Who are in their you know young years in their prime, age 14, age 18 to 34, right? When people are meant to be healthy, they're not meant to have heart attacks, they're not meant to have heart conditions, and yet all of a sudden we're seeing an increase in heart conditions. And what could be the reason for that? Well, they're blaming it on climate change, they're blaming it on cannabis, and actually, there was another article the other day which uh which was saying that saturated fat consumption not only affects elderly adults, but no, in fact, it can cause heart disease in children as well. Right? So they're planting a seed. It's like, okay, well, there's an increase in heart disease. There's an increase in, you know, deaths from cardiac dysfunction. And they're now saying that saturated fat is responsible for doing that in childhood. Well it seems as though it's a it's a it's kind of like they're trying to find lots of different bogus reasons to explain increased risk of heart disease in children, increased risk of heart disease in young people um, and they hope that people will buy that. And then if we factor that in with the original article that we spoke about, which is that the FDA is requesting that the safety data for the Pfizer vaccine is not released uh, for 50 years and they've got something to hide. Well, I wonder what that could be, right? Mm. Um <laughs> But again, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that the increased risk of heart attacks that we've only just seen in the past year kind of coincides with the rollout of the vaccine among hundreds of millions of people, which is known to cause heart conditions.
0: Yeah, I mean they're just counting on people's gullibility. Uh, well... Let's get into that a little bit more because there was an article by Mordecai Soans of America's Frontline Doctors article that just came out the other day. Uh, He's reporting on the Israeli real time news uh, who said that there is a 500 percent increase in sudden cardiac and unexplained deaths among FIFA. I guess that's a European soccer league.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, amongst these FIFA players in 2021, and that since December, 183 professional athletes and coaches have suddenly collapsed, and 108 of them have died. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So 500% the majority, increase. Yeah. The vast majority of these uh, deaths were males. I guess that makes sense. Most professional athletes are males. But, uh, yeah, so these people are, they're collapsing, like while they're playing their game, their sport, uh, while they're in training or immediately after. And these are young people, very fit people in good cardiovascular shape. All they do is run up and down the pitch all day and they're suddenly dropping dead of cardiac arrest and myocarditis and other clotting issues. Mm Mm-hmm. So maybe um,
1: the air quality's bad where they're playing.
0: Yes. Climate change, <laughs> climate change right in the stadium as they're playing the game, just when they're playing football. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, I mean, that particular investigation, I mean, that was a, a very conservative estimate as well, right? Mm-hmm. Because some of the, th- there were other cases that were basically thrown out of the analysis because um, because the people had had previous histories of like diabetes or some kind of congenital cardiovascular issue or family history of cardiovascular issues or something like that so so that is is kind of we're looking at the least amount or, or that's it, it's at least that number it could be a lot higher um but their exclusion criteria they were more conservative with that which demonstrates that i mean this is something that we're seeing just among football players fifa players um which you know is 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 just just one of the sports like in that article they they talk about there's a list which was compiled on the uh yeah the the that the is israeli um the israeli list or the the list that was published in hebrew um again at least 183 events it seems as though the numbers going up more and more. There was another German website which was which had amassed like over seventy five, and and many of those people had died. Many professional cyclists, um, professional Olympians, past Olympians, many people who've who've not died but who've actually been forced to retire from their career because you know when when you're when you're competing at such a high athletic level. Uh, 0.5% or 1% of your uh you know your your ability really differentiates you from from you know third second fourth place kind of thing you know it's that tiny fraction of a percentage which gives you that edge over people mm-hmm. and so many people are being uh they're being injured by the vaccine they're noticing that they go down a couple percentage points in their ability to perform they can no longer compete right so this is uh it's it's well known it's becoming really 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 common among professional athletics
0: and amateurs as well <laughs> like high school and college players are dropping too yeah. so yeah it's uh it's kind of sad but uh you know maybe this is another thing that'll wake up the jockheads at least like maybe they'll, you know, look at their favorite athlete collapsing, and maybe they'll think twice about taking the injection. Who knows? But uh, mm-hmm. it's certainly disturbing. Um, do we have anything to more to say about these collapsing athletes? Because this has been the news uh, a lot uh, recently. Uh, there's been all of these videos that people have put up, but someone put up a very good compilation of these collapsing athletes and uh might be a good idea just to take a look at this and
2: yeah just fun. just just before we go there um it's important to know that like athletes uh statistically are a lot more likely to develop sudden death or sudden cardiac injury mm. than compared to the average person you know you think you're you're uh, you're exerting a lot of physical kind of pressure uh Time and time again Like consistently You're putting a lot of strain On your heart And so Generally These kind of events Do happen They are known to happen Among athletes But at a much uh, Lower level It's estimated to be One in 40,000 Or one In 200,000 In some estimates Mm -hmm. And um and, and generally, th- there is some kind of a congenital heart defect going on. So it might be like a structural abnorm- abnormality with the heart. It could be some kind of functional genetic issue that, that people aren't, aren't aware of. They do also primarily affect males as well. So that's something in, in, important to consider. Um, you know, Myocarditis or any other kind of um, heart condition, Primarily affects males compared to females. So this vaccine, if you if you look at the countries where this vaccine has been rolled out, the COVID vaccine, the the largest uptake in the vaccine has seen a uh, significant correlation with deaths in uh, young males. Interestingly, usually below the age of fifty, but in many cases below the age of kind of thirty five. In fact, the largest you know, if you look at the excess mortality or the mortality statistics is that compared to 2019 or 2020, there's several country, countries where in 2020, um, or sorry, this year, you've seen up to a, a, like a, a 300% increase on some of the weeks uh, of, of excess male mortality in that age range. And previously during COVID, These people simply weren't dying. They weren't getting the infection and they weren't dying of the infection. It was primarily the older people. What we see in this context is the exact opposite thing, is that as as the elderly, as their deaths start to decrease, we actually see the opposite effect in the young. So in the cases of females, it's less pronounced, but it still is there. Uh, There are some conditions like cardiac arrests, where in Israel they saw massive increases for both males and females, uh, acute coronary syndromes again, uh, massive increases, and it tends to be the younger they are. So between you know fourteen and eighteen or fourteen and twenty five, they tend to be the most effective. In fact, like these vaccine reactions, like are inversely proportional to age, meaning that the younger you are, the more likely you are to get the va- to, to get a vaccine reaction. And so, what we're seeing uh, consistently among uh, v- multiple different countries now is that the uh, the the death rate or the mortality statistics for young adults, again, about you know seventy to eighty percent males, uh, that they're, they're dying at a much greater rate than has ever been seen before. Uh, and it's like, well, what can explain this? And so if we look at the mechanism of the vaccine, what well, we see that actually we've spoken about this on previous shows is that the spike protein that they're forcing the body to, to start generating with these vaccines, that is highly toxic. And one of the main areas that it actually produces uh, severe inflammation is the cardiovascular system. So it can cause this kind of systemic inflammation in the vascular system affect the heart there was a study that sh- just came out uh, about 10 days ago which was showing like a theoretical mechanism by which uh, it causes these immune cells called T cells to infiltrate into the the muscle of the heart and actually start producing lots of oxidative stress l- lots of inflammation and what that basically does is it causes permanent damage to the heart muscle and so for some people, this is going to primarily occur within 24 hours, but it can it can occur for up to kind of uh, you know 30 days after the vaccine. Um, the the one of the 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 reasons why uh, people are dropping down from heart attacks is because if they if they have this this uh, this vaccine, they do have this reaction to the spike protein, where there's this underlying inflammation of the heart. They might not have any symptoms. But as you're getting damage to that heart, heart muscle and eventual necrosis or tissue destruction, then when you're in a, in a situation where you have a, a much higher requirement for the heart muscle, such as when you're on the field, when you're on the pitch, when you're doing your, um, your, your particular sport... Um, that is when you're going to notice the the effects, and this is what we're seeing: is that most of the people who get these kind of who die, it's during physical exertion. It's when they're on on the field. It's when they're you know uh, kind of physically exerting themselves, and that's pretty consistent with what we're seeing. And just one more thing is that at the moment, what we see is that. You know, a lot of these people who are being affected are males, and that's that can really, I think, be explained by the differences in immune systems. So, for instance, males have a, a particular type of immune system, which is uh, has a greater tendency towards acute, severe inflammation, and the main kind of condition that can be associated with that is myocarditis. Uh, and so, we see it's it's massively disproportionately affecting males. But the research also also shows that the 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 vaccines there's at least a theoretical link between um, vaccines and chronic severe autoimmune conditions. You know, generating s- uh, self antibodies, so antibodies against our own tissues, and the problem is these can take very many years to, to show up. Now, in women, there's around eighty percent of women who account for all autoimmune conditions. Um, in in some cases they are at least twice as likely to get the condition. And in some cases, they're 10 to 20 times more likely to get the autoimmune condition. So it's, it's entirely possible that these immediate effects in the young people are starting to be seen now like shortly after having the vaccine. But that doesn't necessarily mean that females are, are protected against it or that they're safe. It just means that we might not be seeing the effects on females at the moment. And it's very likely that they are going to be getting um, long-term autoimmune conditions over the next couple of years. And no doubt, as we've seen, the media is going to probably try to do its best to downplay that and come up with some bullshit reason for why we're seeing, you know, 50 times increase in autoimmunity. <laughs> Again, climate uh, change yeah i mean it's climate induced autoimmune conditions i guess that's probably what they're going to come up with or something stupid like that but overall uh these vaccines there is a strong a very strong kind of evidence base which directly ties these vaccines to early death to myocarditis to heart conditions and i think that's one of the reasons why we're seeing so many of these people coming down with heart conditions you can say it's due to cannabis. You can say it's due to saturated fat. You can even blame it, try and blame it on the climate. But ultimately, um, it's a fact that that we can see is happening, and it perfectly co- correlates with the countries that have had that have had vaccination. So, um, so yeah, I mean that w- that was a bit long winded, but overall, I think that that's 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 what's going on. That's what it seems like, anyway.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks for that um why don't we just play this video we can go out with the video and we'll see everybody for our next show the topic of which will be announced but uh thanks for listening uh you can like you can comment and share and uh, we'll see you next time
3: Destination